Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Danny Smith. You've no doubt heard the phrase, April showers bring May flowers, but sometimes those April showers can become much, much more severe. And it seems every year we have drastic changes with big temperature differentials in some of the fronts that come through, and then we end up with some really strong storms that hit a lot of areas. I know we've already experienced this several times this spring in 2022 in places like Iowa, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Alabama. And I know I'm probably missing a few of that list. In fact, as I'm recording this in late March of 22, a quick Google search says there's already been well over 100 tornadoes confirmed and 10 deaths just in the first three months, well, not even the full three months of the year. So it's really a great time for us all to shake off the complacency of winter and to begin to prep for the spring storms that seem almost inevitable. When we think about severe weather like tornadoes, many automatically think of places like the Great Plains states in the U.S. and the western provinces of Canada. But we have to remember there are many, many areas that are prone to these storms. And that's just part of the story. While there's more than 1,200 tornadoes reported in the U.S. every year, there are more than 12,000 reports of storms containing high wind and hail, according to the National Weather Service. And some of those are capable of producing hail that's an inch or larger, some even as large as golf balls or even softballs. It's hard to imagine ice chunks that big falling out of the sky. Um, and wind gusts can be well over 100 miles an hour or 160 kilometers per hour. And, you know, it doesn't take a wind that strong to do damage to trees either. I mean, storms of lesser wind velocity can easily knock off large branches, knock over trees, or just cause structural damage to trees. Also, thunderstorms can, that produce tornadoes or even thunderstorms can also have dangerous lightning with them, and heavy rain can obviously cause flash flooding, which is something we all need to be aware of as well. Thinking about the lightning issue, that's really a big thing for us to think about. It's responsible for well over 20 deaths per year and many, many more injuries. And by the way, there are several links from the National Weather Service in the show notes, uh, including a brochure on lightning that you can pass out to your folks. So be sure to check out the show notes for this today as well. Now, the severe springtime weather is not just an issue in the U.S. either. Uh, I mentioned some of the Canadian provinces before. And in 2021, I mean, there was no shortage of severe weather in Canada, destructive wildfires, flooding, and record-breaking heat. And on top of that, there were 100 confirmed tornadoes, according to the Northern Tornado Project, uh, numerous deaths and injuries and billions of dollars of damage. Now, we've all heard the phrase, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and that's especially true when preparing for spring storms. So now's the time to really self-trigger on the tremendous amount of hazardous energy that these storms can produce. So I thought it would be a smart idea for us just to stop and look at, well, what to do before, during, and after these destructive storms. And I know some of this may be seem like old hat to all of us, but just kind of let's go back through this as a checklist, if nothing else, just to make sure we have some of these things fresh in our minds and that we haven't skipped anything. Uh, first of all, let's talk about what to do 
prior to the storm, prepping for the storm. Uh, first of all, know how your community sends warnings. Some communities have outdoor sirens, but it's really important not to rely on those. You may not always be able to hear them. Uh, everyone needs to have some form of warning beyond just the weather sirens because, again, you may not always hear them. Some people use weather radios. Others use smartphones to, to monitor the alerts. Uh, keep in mind as well that many areas now issue watches and warnings not on a county by county basis or parish by parish for our friends in Louisiana, but now those are in form of a specific polygon, and that reduces the area of the watch or the warning to where the highest potential for harm exists. So if you receive an alert for your area, pay special attention. And as one of our local weather gurus here in Alabama is famous for saying, respect the polygon. It's funny because it's it's become a bit of a joke around here because he says it so much, but it, it's great because it's become kind of a catchphrase and it helps everybody to remember. So friends, respect the polygon. If you're in an area of warning, take action is the, the bottom line there, right? Be sure to have a family plan that includes an emergency meeting place and all other related information. It's a good idea to do drills with that just so that everybody knows what to do and make sure that you don't panic in the moment. Pick a safe room in your home, such as a basement, storm cellar, or an interior room on the lowest floor with no windows, and make sure everyone knows where it is. Be sure to be thinking about uh, elderly folks as well or disabled people so that uh, you can make sure that when you're laying out your plan, you accommodate for the special needs that they may have. Now, this next part may sound a little excessive, but it's also a great idea to have some type of a helmet for everyone to wear in their safe place. According to the CDC, roughly 20% of the fatalities in severe windstorms and tornadoes comes from head injuries. It's also a great idea to check the forecast regularly if you live in an area that's at risk for severe weather. Uh, I know at our house, we don't watch live TV, if you will, much anymore, unless it's sports-related uh, entertainment. And often, we're watching something on a cable channel uh, where we wouldn't see the local weather updates. And I've had situations where an alert would go off on my phone. And because we weren't watching a local channel, I hadn't even realized the severe weather had developed near us. So make sure you've got those alternative means of warnings, if you will. Also, don't forget about your pets. Uh, if time allows, uh, you, you want to make sure that you keep them safe as well. Uh, I remember one time when I was a child, I don't know, probably third or fourth grade. So what, nine, 10 years old, something like that. Uh, I was staying with my grandparents one weekend and I had my pet chihuahua with me. Uh, that was kind of the family pet and she was well, my baby at the time, I guess you could say. And uh, we had a tornado warning in the middle of the night. It was probably around one or two o'clock in the morning. We all got rushed out the door and headed to the storm shelter or the storm pit, as it's commonly referred to here in the South. And I'd gotten in there and was all bundled up under a blanket along with all the rest of the family. And everybody, I think, thought I was asleep because I was so still and so quiet. And uh, I was just sitting there with my eyes closed, I guess. And my grandfather said, oh, Lord, I hope he doesn't wake up because we forgot to get that dog. 
So I kind of stirred from underneath my blanket and reached up and unzipped my rain jacket and out popped the little dog's head. And I said, nope, she's right here. Uh, anyway, the, I made sure the baby was safe, right? Anyway, regardless of whether you could take your pets with you or not, it's a great idea to make sure they have ID tags or something on their collar uh, just in case they get out. Uh, hundreds of pets are lost every year when storms hit, and sometimes they can't be reconnected with their owners just because of the lack of an ID tag. Uh, it's an also a great idea, back to some of the more structural things here, uh, keep branches and trees around your home trimmed. And uh, if you have time before severe weather hits, secure loose objects, uh, close windows and doors, move any valuable objects inside or, or under a sturdy structure. Uh, good idea to take CPR training as well if you haven't already, just to be able to help in case somebody is hurt or has uh, an emergency during severe weather and uh, the the EMS officials may be you know busy with other areas so good idea to have that under your belt as well in case uh, spring storm emergencies it's also a great thought to have an emergency kit ready in your house good idea to have some non-perishable foods and water bottles to last a few days probably three to five days at a minimum make sure you keep your prescription and non-prescription medicines available and readily accessible also have some first aid supplies around blankets warm clothes along with personal hygiene products are also recommended as well and if you have a pet you obviously need to prepare for them as well probably not a bad idea to check your fire extinguisher as well because sometimes uh, you can end up with a fire that happens along with them as well and if you live in a rural area like I do, well, you may need to check and make sure that you've got uh, your backup generator uh, in good working order. I know I try to test fire mine on a regular basis. Also, make sure you don't get complacent and assume that you have plenty of fuel ready for it, uh, because sometimes that may not be readily available either. Be sure to check your insurance coverage with your agent and make sure you understand what's covered and what isn't. Uh, it's generally a good idea to, to look at flood insurance if it's available for you because that's not always included in standard homeowner policies uh, if you're in an area that is prone to flooding. And uh, be sure you don't wait because the flood insurance policies take time to go into effect, often over 30 days. Great idea as well to maintain a home inventory in case you need to file an insurance claim. And as I say that, I guess it's kind of the cobbler's children have no shoes kind of thing. A great reminder to me that I probably need to put that on my to-do list to update our household inventory. Also, secure your critical information, such as documents, personal numbers, and insurance policies in a safe or waterproof container. Uh, another idea, I do this, uh, we've got a small safe deposit box at our local bank. I think mine only runs $50 to $60 a year. It's just a great way to keep all the major documents there uh, in case something happens to the house itself. Uh, if your house has a sump pump, also important to check on that. Make sure it's working properly in case you have a high rain event. Be sure to run through the basic maintenance checklist ahead of time and just verify everything is working smoothly. All right, so let's talk about what to do during a storm. First of all, check the forecast regularly and make sure that you know if you're at a risk for severe weather. I think our weather, weather gurus are getting really great at this. Uh, some would argue too great, giving us warnings days and days and days in advance, and sometimes they don't pan out, and people are like, well, you said there was going to be severe storms, and it's almost as though people get aggravated when the 
bad events don't happen, which I really don't understand, but I will get off my soapbox with that. Anyway, listen to the local news or, or NOAA radio to stay informed about severe storm watches and warnings and consider getting a weather radio that's charged by a hand crank. Uh, some of those come with flashlights as well. Some even with USBs to charge your phones. And if you have a tornado warning issued, uh, take action. Like we said before, you know, do the things that you need to do at that time. Shelter in a safe place and do it immediately. Uh, that would be a basement, an interior room with no windows, perhaps a bathroom. If you're at your workplace or perhaps at school, obviously stay away from windows. Uh, if you're in a severe thunderstorm warning or tornado warning and, uh, Make sure you stay away from those large open rooms, such as cafeterias or gymnasiums or auditoriums. If you get caught outside, and I've had this happen to me before, I've had it happen when I've out, been out playing golf, uh, had it happen when I've been out fishing before. Uh, so a lot of things you can get caught uh, unawares outside. If you get caught outside, well, try to get inside. <laughs> Go inside a sturdy building immediately if severe thunderstorms are approaching. Uh, sheds and storage facilities are certainly not safe. Uh, if you're caught outside in the open, find the lowest spot. If you're going to shelter under an overpass, make sure you get up to its highest point. Taking shelter under a tree can be deadly. Uh, the tree may fall on you. Lightning may strike the tree. You're actually a greater risk of standing near a tree or under a tree of getting struck by lightning. Uh, and sheltering in a vehicle during a tornado. Well, that's also a bad idea. I think we all saw Twister, right? Uh, and if you didn't see Twister, well, probably everybody's seen Twister, I would think, by this point. But uh, you may have seen some of the recent footage from Texas where the uh, red Chevrolet pickup truck got tossed around by a tornado, spun on its side and flipped back up onto its wheels. And as I understood, it drove off a bit down uh, away from the storm a little bit. Uh, pretty amazing footage, but uh, that's kind of the exceptions. Cars and trucks are just not a good place to weather the storm if uh, you're dealing with a tornado. I suppose if you're in a thunderstorm and no tornado threat, well, it beats being outside though, for sure. Uh, after a storm happens, uh, you know, obviously you want to contact your loved ones and your family members, let them know that you're safe. Uh, sometimes you may not be able to do that through phone calls. Sometimes cell towers may be down. So uh, if you can find alternative ways of communicating like social media or things of that nature, that's something you can do as well. Uh, be sure you assess your damage after you're sure the severe weather threat is ended. Check your property for damages and things like that. Uh, and this sounds like common sense, but it's one of those things we often don't think about. When you're walking through storm-damaged areas, make sure you wear long pants, uh, long sleeve shirt, and sturdy shoes. Uh, just watch out for debris that could cause you to trip or fall, uh, or things that could be sharp that you could step on or get cut with, right? Contact your local authorities if you see power lines down as well, and obviously stay away from those. Stay out of damaged buildings, and remember just to be a good neighbor. Help your neighbor. If you come across folks that are injured and you're properly trained, uh, provide first aid to them. Or provide help for them in any way that you can. Uh, it's one of those times when we all have to kind of come together, if you will. After a storm passes, you want to make sure you take pictures of your damage to your home so you can follow up with insurance companies who may need proof of what the damage was. Uh, and uh, just a reminder, uh, and this may have gone back really in kind of the during the storm thing, but uh, it's something that just kind of hit me here. Uh, if you're on the road during a storm or after a storm for that matter, 
don't drive through running water. Uh, you know, we see pictures of this and videos of this all the time where people drive through running water or through a flooded street. And, uh, you know, it only takes a couple of inches of water to sweep adults away. And, you know, two feet of water or maybe even less is, is enough to float most vehicles. Uh, remind yourself of that old saying, turn around, don't drown. I know it It sounds funny and it, we laugh about it a bit, but don't get complacent or overconfident and think, ah, it looks okay. I think I can do this. Uh, or maybe one of those where ah, I can probably do this this one time and it'll be all right. Don't try it. Okay. Turn around. Don't drown. Don't drive into the running water. Now, if you do have uh, damage to your house or other properties, uh, well, it sounds horrible to have to say, but we know it's the case, right? Be aware of shady contractors, shady roofers who are known to come in, and they just seem to flock into storm-damaged areas to take advantage of unsuspecting homeowners, especially the elderly. Uh, be sure you check with somebody and stick with somebody who's local and make sure they've got the proper permitting and licensing for your community as well. So just some ideas there. And again, I know some of these may be things that we all know, but maybe we need to go back and use this as a checklist just to verify that we are ready for these spring storms. Again, planning up front helps us to fight that complacency and certainly helps to cut down on the rushing uh, around during and after a storm and certainly can eliminate some of the frustration following the storm as well. So remember those items that we placed in the show notes today as well, and uh, be sure to share this podcast with others. For everyone here at Safe Start, thanks for joining us today. I'm Danny Smith for Safe Talk with Safe Start, and I hope you have a great day.